Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the WCBC Podcast. My name is Hunter. My name's Alan. I'm Josh. And we're here, and uh, we know it's been a little bit since we've been able to put out a new episode. Um, just a lot of things going on right now. Uh, I know the three of us can relate in this at work. Has yeah. been nuts. Absolutely. Um, I've not been at Yamaha long, but you know, a couple weeks ago was my first time getting true overtime, and it was nuts. We worked all week. I mean, nonstop, and so it's just been crazy. And I know Alan's in factory life, and Josh is doing construction. I feel like a lot of people right now can relate to work just being nuts. Um, but we're here and we're back, and you know, we want to. We're sorry that. You know, we've been slacking just a little bit, um, but we're here, and uh, we are excited that um, we're getting back on schedule for recording every Sunday, um, so that way you all can have content, and you know, it, it all just kind of goes back to that this is an opportunity God has given us. No one no one can be a perfect steward. That doesn't exist. Um, thank God that we don't have to be perfect stewards, because none of us would be able to keep opportunities um, but he's given us this, and um, it, it's easy, too. I'll, I'll tell you, listeners, anything that you do, it it can become so easy to become almost monotonous and repetitious. And, you know, when you're working all week and you come to church and you have the podcast and you have all these things, it's easy to get in this routine. And uh, so we're just excited that, one, you know, we, we've been able to take just a small time, uh, off to collect thoughts and you know kind of get through this month um, and, and we're just excited to be able to fire back up and keep going through our theology um, you know we've been even in the midst of the last few weeks everything being chaotic we've had some great discussions about Calvinism um, and I'm excited to, to see those continue um, but we just want to thank you guys um, for listening and keeping up with what's going on you know it's crazy because even in the week couple weeks we didn't record i would still hear people talk about the podcast i think i think we can all all three of us agree uh even in the fact that yeah we we study and we try to prepare and we come in here and do a podcast but even the human nature that we all three fight yeah it's easy to get in that mundane repetitious just going through the motions type of deal and uh listeners uh we owe you more than that (laughs) yeah i think we i think that out of the uh, respect not only for you and your time but out of respect for god and his word uh, we we owe uh, our not just our effort but our our hearts motives should be behind everything that we do and uh, hopefully uh, as we go through the podcast and you'll understand that man we're, we're doing this because we love god and he deserves all the honor and the glory that we can give him Oh, sorry, guys. I was looking for a Bible verse. Um, Josh, you got anything you want to add to that before we move at, move no, on? Just that, like you know, what, what just backing up what Alan's point was is that you know it is um, it is something that I found myself guilty of is not putting enough time and effort into it and realizing that I just kind of like slid through it and it's unfortunate because there's stuff that takes a lot more of my energy and time with zero meaning. Yeah. Other than uh other than just of enjoyment of myself and it's uh it's thankful and I'm very thankful for the conviction of the spirit that when you know you find those moments when the Lord grabs a hold of you yeah. and puts you back 
to his. That's, that's one thing that, you know, we, again, I'm not making excuses. No. And I'm not saying that, you know, I do those things intentionally. But at our best, yeah. There's there's times, there's yeah, and there's times when you find yourself just going through the motions, yeah, and and that rut that just uh, life has 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 waxed against you, yeah. And I'm thankful, absolutely, that the Holy Spirit has His own special way of drawing me back to a realization that you know what you need. I need you more than breath in my lungs. I need you more than anything that, and that understanding should motivate each of us to a point of man alive I'm, i appreciate god Absolutely. i appreciate all he does i appreciate the stuff he does that i'm not even aware of yeah not my little brain you know even can't even consciously you know formulate that you know he is working and, and understand all the power that he has when we sung that song power in the name of jesus when you when you think about uh the power uh say of tva or a, a nuclear uh, submarine, or uh, some type of atomic weapon. I know when they dropped the right, big on, on Hiroshima, mm-hmm. they said that that thing it left shadows like a, behind a light pole, where the, the the radiation from that explosion went by. You could tell which way the blast came from because there was a permanent shadow. permanent a permanent mark. Right. Right? When you think about the power that that thing has. Man, the power of God, there is no shadow. There is no place you can hide, no place you can shelter from it. And the fact that he has all the power and all the resources of the universe at his disposal. And he knows my name. Yeah. Absolutely. He knows how many yes. hairs on my head. Yeah. He knows what I'm going through, and he cares. Yeah. yeah. He's not insensitive, and he calls me his child. Yeah. That would push me to where I break my back <laughs> yeah. to try to live for him. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it's all, it all has to be approached by faith. Um, you know, that nuclear episode, you know, circumstance that took place in Hiroshima. I mean, that was physical. That was reality. That happened. Um, a lot of people can say, yeah, we know that that took place. But it's just like this. No one can speak of being known by God or loved by God unless you know it's reality and it's taken place. Um, you know, last night we were having a conversation about, you know, children, uh, that want to be saved and the, the most awesome <clears throat> moments, which, you know, uh, you know, Ella, one of Josh's daughters experienced this last year is when conviction falls on, on a child's heart with no assistance from anyone else. Yeah. And then that child wants to find a father figure or some sort of, you know, figure that they trust to share the phrase, I'm lost, and, and I know I'm separated from God. And, and from the the phrase that they use of I'm lost, they don't understand that that's so, there's so much more to that, that they're dead in their sins and their trespasses. They don't understand the, uh, the separation between them and a holy God and that there's a barrier between them uh, uh, of carnality and sin. They don't understand that, but that's you know what the cool thing is? They don't have to. No. Right. All they have to know is that they're separated. Yep. And here's the reality. People cannot understand the power of God in context of who he is and his presence until they've been saved. Yep. You can't. You can't do it. I mean, you can try to compare it to all sorts of natural events and unnatural events, but it still doesn't compare to his power. 
I mean, we're talking about the same God. I believe it's in Numbers 25 where the sons of Korah were coming up against Moses and God split the earth open and swallowed the them whole. <laughs> how, how, how can we comprehend that by faith? Exactly. And I've been, I've been saved for 38 years. Yeah. And the statement that you just made, I will agree with 100%. Yeah. I, I, I just barely know a little bit of the fraction of the power and the yeah. goodness of God. But I tell you what, I appreciate it more now. Yeah. I, and the more I understand, the more it, it drives me to say, you know what? Man, I ain't worried about what people think about me. Yeah. I ain't worried about the opinions of uh, uh, of people that say, well, he's a holy roller or whatever you want to think about me. Uh, I worry about what God thinks about yeah. me. That's more important to me than anything. And, and here, here's the other thing, you know, the elect understand what being loved by God means. Because you have to look at, I mean, think about the numerous people that have been born throughout the ages. Millions, billions, probably way more than billions. People who have been born, right? And God's allowed them to exist for a certain reason. Um, the fate of their eternal state, right? He knows that already. He knows who's going to be in the great white throne judgment. He knows who's going to be at the Bema, right? But to be chosen out of trillions of people and be saved, that cannot be explained in enough words. No. But when it comes, and that's like last night when, you know, our first round of the cantata, we were singing about this is love. That's, I think it's like the seventh or eighth song is talking about basically like this is love, da, 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 this is love. And I was sitting there and I was like, thank God that, he loved me before yeah. I ever loved him. 200 years of silence. Because here's the thing. Leading up to his birth. I had a woman ask me last week. <laughs> think about this. I had a woman say say this comment. You can't find anything real anymore. She's talking about church. Wait a minute. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you're looking at people, you're not going to find anything no, real. Right. Absolutely you not. You have to look unto Christ to find yes. realness. And that's why people talk about Christianity and people talk about this. And here's the thing. I, I see what they're saying. How can you believe in a God you've never visited? How, how can you believe in something that happened 2,000 years ago? How, how can you believe a Bible? Right? How, how can you grab hold of these things? I get that. I see what you're saying. But because of the faith that I have in Christ, right? That's real. That's real. You don't have to look into exterior things or people or tongues or this or this or this. You have to come down to this conclusion. Realness is between your heart, your soul, and God. And without that, that relationship and that, uh, one of my favorite doctrines, reconciliation, to be brought back to an original state. Think of that. Mm -hmm. One of the songs we sang last night, what was taken away has been brought back. So Genesis 3, humanity and everything that comes from the womb of Eve is separated from God, but yet through the power of Christ, Stolen in the garden, we're reconciled, paid for on the cross. brought back to an original state where we have a relationship <laughs> with God. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. And I'm thankful to be a part of the elect of God. And you might be thinking, and you might be listening and like, what do you mean the elect of God? What do, are you saying that there's some that are in and some that are out? I am saying that, but here's reality. The faith that you can have in Christ is in your very bosom. It's, it's in your chest. It's, it's, it's in your it's heart. In it's in your heart. It's at the very tip of your tongue. You. It, it's either you have faith or you don't. Exactly. Because without faith, you can't please God. Hebrews chapter 11. 
And it's not withheld from you. It's not. It's, it's there. It's available. I, I'm telling you this. There's a measure of faith that's been given. Absolutely. There's, and all you have to do is have the size of a mustard seed, right? And that's enough to save you. And I want to read this verse. Galatians 4, 4. But when the fullness of time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, under the law. Listen to this, verse 5. So that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions as sons and daughters. Because you are sons, God has sent his spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. All of us have been born under the law. We may not be Jews, but we've been born under the law. Why? Because the law condemns us to hell. Because none of us can keep it. Who can keep the law? If you keep one, you've got to keep them all, right? And Jesus said at one point, unless our righteousness exceeds the Pharisees, right? They thought they were so good and so right. We'll never enter the kingdom. What he's talking about is you can't depend on man's ideology for righteousness. You have to depend on what Christ did on the cross for righteousness. And so when we look at this text, at an appointed time, at the fullness of time, God sent Christ through a woman born under the law. Why? Because he would fulfill the requirements for the law. You have to understand when you look at the Old Testament and it starts talking about sacrifices, there were requirements for those sacrifices. They had to be clean, right? Now, Jesus wasn't a piece of meat or an animal. He was a man. So what requirements did he have to fulfill in order to become that sacrifice? To keep the whole law of God. Yep. And he did that. He did. And this is what I love. He says he was born under the law that we might receive adoption. Adoption, think about that. To be brought into a family that we're not a part of. Especially as pagan Gentiles, right? We're, we're pagan Gentiles. And the fact that Christ fulfilled the law, that the three of us could be adopted to the point where we can cry, Abba, Father. But not just Abba, Father. We have the Spirit within us. We're no longer slaves. We're sons. And we are heirs of God through God. Through Christ. That sets the standard for this season. I get the nativity scene. That is important. The songs we sung last night about the nativity scene, I get it. It's awesome. It's beautiful. The wise men, all the things that take place. But look, that happened because of what this verse just said. And an appointed time, Christ came, born under the law. That was the nativity. That was why he was born in that stable, in a trough, right? That's why that took place. Because the appointed time had come. That sin would reign no longer. The law would reign no longer, but Christ would reign. Christ would appear. The sacrifice would come. The atonement of our sins would walk this earth and minister and die on a cross freely. That if you and I would have faith the size of a mustard seed, right? And deny ourselves and die, that we can gain eternal life to Christ. That's a good explanation. You know, a lot of folks will sit down, read Luke chapter 2. They'll go through it, and they'll explain, uh, hopefully, uh, the reason for uh, us celebrating the holiday of Christmas, and they'll talk about the, the wise men and the, and the reason that we exchange g- gifts, and they'll, they'll talk about maybe the uh, the significance of the evergreen <laughs> and all those things. But please don't stop there. Uh, that is not the full explanation. It's that not is, about us. It's, it's not about us. It's not about how we treat each other. It's not about a, It's about a God who left heaven. Yeah. We talked about that. I'm telling you. And again, when you when you think about Christmas season and all it represents, uh, that's when you when you think about those 200 years of silence 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Christ comes on the scene, and he lives physically on this earth. Disciples, his followers, the apostles, and teaches them. It was all appointed. It was. It was. Even when it came down to him or Barabbas. Exactly. He, all of it. Listen, he knew who they were going to pick. Exactly. No. He exactly. he knew. He And he knew that he would be denied, not only by <coughs> the court, not only by Rome, but only by, but by his own disciples. Yeah. He knew it. Yep. But he said, Satan, like, he's wanting he's want to sift you like wheat. Like, yeah. yeah. He's wanting you bad. But I'm praying for you. Yeah. And when you're converted, strengthen your brothers. Yeah. And help the the spread of the gospel. And guys, I hope that through this this time of year, absolutely, let's celebrate the manger. Let's celebrate the birth. Let's celebrate all the things that traditionally we do. But man alive, let's get back to that price that was paid yeah. and that changed life. It's him. It's it's, it's, it's all about him. And, exactly right. And that's our, our life should echo. Echo, you know, if you scream into a valley, right? It carries on. Our life should echo Christ. Nothing that yep. we have... You know, it's like this morning my wife made a comment to me about ministry, and you know what my response was? I said, you act like I haven't been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I said that to her, and I sat there and stopped. And I've been really praying and practicing humility in my life, and I felt convicted. And I had apologized to her because I have no right to say that. And it's like last night. I was able to give advice, scriptural advice to a brother, and you know what my thought was? Forget that I'm the one telling you this. Because yeah. it's not about me. Yeah. When you yeah. repeat this to so and so down the road, yeah. don't even quote my name. Yeah, wasn't right. my idea. Because it's yeah. not about it's not, yeah. it's not my concepts. And it's yeah. like that conversation <laughs> I had with her this morning, I had to apologize. Why? Because it's not about me. No, it's not. And here's the thing we live in a world that they're obsessed with being recognized. And yeah. I struggle with that because I'm a prideful man. We're surrounded by it. We all are. But here's the reality. I see it in Scripture now. Who cares yeah. about Hunter? Who who cares about my name? If Christ can be magnified through the things that I do and the things that I say to the point where people say, look what Jesus said more than they say, look what Hunter did, I'm fine with that. Yeah. If I were to die and no one know my name but understand that Christ be magnified, I'm fine with that. Why? Because we're so small in the grand scheme of God's will. But thank God that he would include us in that. And today you might be at church. We're recording right now. We're actually getting ready to walk into worship. And I, it's going to be good because we're just going to continue this right here and there. My plan. And uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, you might be at church. You might be everywhere. But if you're if you're so focused on the Christmas play or the song you're going to sing or the details of everything and you forget your first love, then you're wrong. Yeah. Because if Christ didn't come, you and I would not be here. We would be wayward. And listen, I don't look, I, I, you know, we're not supposed to look at people that don't live for God and, and say, thank God I'm not like them. But do you know what the reality is? It could be me. Yep. It could be me. It can be anyone. And so today, this week, I'm going to release this today so everybody can have it. Praise God for what you have. Praise God for the blessings you have. And praise worship, God. worship, worship. Him. Him. I, I'm telling, he is he is so worthy and deserving of it. It's well, absolutely. I mean, if you think about like mm-hmm. the, the so in the Old Testament about Rahab, when they came in, she says, "I have heard." 
You know, and she asked for... That's it. That's all she had to say. That's what I'm saying. You know, and I mean, if you look at our lives, though, are we not in that situation? But what happens is is we get delivered from ourselves. We get delivered from our sin, and we quickly turn back and forget about what we've got delivered from and who delivered us. Exactly. You know, and like I said, I just thank God for his continued grace in my life and his mercy in my life and the, the reminder, you know, the continuing of drawing just because, you know, you go wayward. But like I says, I mean, it, the thing with Rahab is just when she said, I have heard. And then, you know, there's others, though, that like, we you know, one thing that really sat with me a couple of weeks ago is I was witnessing to this guy and he just wasn't taking it. And I'm like, you know, Lord, what am I doing wrong? You know, mm-hmm. what is it? But it, it's, it's, then you sit there and you read about like the Apostle Paul when he stood before Agrippa and he says, almost thou persuadest me. You know, and it's like, it's not ours. It's, it's, it's yeah. his words. Yeah. It's his glory. Yeah. It's his honor. And all we have to do is share it with the ones around us. Exactly. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. And it's planting seeds. That's what it is. I know the Bible says a wise man, you know, a man that wins souls is wise. I get that. But here's, you and I don't win the soul. No. God does. Yep. And I'm telling you, even in the workplace, I, I, I think about when I get to talk about Christ, I, I second guess myself. I, I think maybe I should have talked about this more, this it doesn't matter what I think or I say. If the name of Christ is mentioned, it is enough to convict a soul. Yeah. And I just, I, I, I'm thankful and, and beyond measure that God would save me yes. and God would choose me. Because the reality is, is I think pretty bad about myself. I'm be honest. I, I'm a wretched man. I, I, I get what Paul's thinking. Paul, he said over there in Second Corinthians, he said, thrice I prayed. Three times I prayed. That he would remove the thorn. And Christ said, my grace is sufficient. And Paul said, therefore, I glory in my weaknesses. Because when I'm weak, I'm strong. You know, I am wretched. I have issues. I shouldn't be in this room. I shouldn't be able to pastor. I shouldn't be able to preach. Because I'm, I'm still a wretched man that's clothed in flesh. But do you know what? It's not up to me. Nope. It's not up to me. Yep, it's not. And I'm telling you. I look back through my life, and I, I've seen things, and I, I've made mistakes. I, I saw, we went to the movies the other night, and I saw some guys I went to high school with. And do you know what? I was nervous to go talk to them. You want to know why? Because all I could think about was all the wrong decisions I made in front of them. And I'm thankful that I'm not defined by those wrong You're decisions not. anymore. You're I'm not. forgiven, right? And yes, I was able sir. to talk to them. But the... When we look at how wretched we are, but then we sing songs like we sang last night that have scripture in them about how he loves us. Praise God for that. Israel, how long did it take him to reach the promised land and truly keep it? They they got a taste, right? But then they started living wicked. But did God not relentlessly pursue them? Like that song said, that he's running after. He He was chasing them, guys. He he's gonna chase the elect. He's gonna get them. That's his will. Yep. And here's it. He's not done with the Jews. Nope. He's gonna turn back to him. Yep. And it's like this last week. You know, somebody was somebody sent something to my dad, and we were discussing it. How Mexico had a painting of a beast, multi rainbow colors, right? And they had this huge painting, and they sent it to Europe to give them a gift. And when you look at apparently when you look at the picture, it depicts what the beast is supposed to look like in the Bible. And it's in Europe where the beast is supposed to come. And I just look at these things and I'm like, 
the world has no clue what's getting ready to take place yeah. when Christ comes. And they may say, we're fools. And they may say, y'all been saying this for thousands of years. You're saying just what old my old preacher did, did well, say. Good. I'll say this. You can take the rainbow color and all you want to and talk about what this world thinks about it, but it's a promise from God. It, yeah. It's a scriptural promise. It's a representative it of a scriptural it doesn't, covenant. It doesn't. Our opinions don't matter. No, it our knowledge it does, does not, not matter. Our knowledge is foolishness to exactly. God, yep. and that's where, like, I look at the school systems. I even look at some of the things I'm taught in, you know, theology courses. A lot of it's just a man's idea, yep. and it's foolishness. Yep. And I'm glad that when Christ came, you know, at first in John three, He said, "I didn't come to condemn the world, but I came to save it." You're right. He He He's on the spot. He did come to save it, but our wisdom. Our knowledge, our opinions, and our sins, guess what? They're condemned. Yeah. He yeah. looks at that as its foolishness. And if you're listening and, and you heard the statement I just made and you're confused and think I'm supporting that, but you, you look that up in the Bible and see what it says. Yeah, I don't. I am, I am, I'm not supporting that at all. I don't, you know, let's not get into that because yeah, we'll be certain. I'm just, I'm just saying. People want to, here's, I'll say this. People will always try to take the things of God and make them worldly. Why? Because the Satan's behind it. That's it. They're satanic. They're, they, yep. And so, guys, we're so excited to be able to get our uh, theology and things fired back up. But we just want you guys to remember the, the reason for the season, right? That's the cliche that's always said. Um, but celebrate Christ, worship Christ, and spend time with your family and fellowship with your church because we need it right now. Yeah. Um, you know, some people are talking about COVID ramping back up and all these things. I, I don't believe it till I see it anymore. I'm going to be honest with you guys because the news, you can't rely on it. Uh, I understand people are catching it again, um, different variants. There's always been sickness. There will always be sickness. But here's the thing. We all could die tomorrow from a nuke yeah. just like Hiroshima. Yep. So let's be content. Yep. And let's praise and worship the Lord. So, guys, do y'all have anything else? God, God bless. bless. All right, God bless. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Mm-hmm.